Welcome to Fort Riley, the podcast. Today, we hear from the new incoming garrison commander, Colonel McCann. It's always an honor and a privilege um, to get the opportunity again to command and lead. Um, and it's exciting to give, be given the opportunity to lead this unique organization that is a garrison command. But uh, when it comes to the, the welcoming, I can say that uh, that started few weeks ago when family and I arrived. The people here on Fort Riley and the surrounding communities have been extremely welcoming, making us feel at home. It's our first time to Kansas and uh, it's it's really just been a great experience so far. So yesterday's ceremony was nice um, in, in the way that uh, military ceremonies always are. But, uh, you know, it it's, was another confirmation to us of... Uh, how great it's going to be here. Um, I grew up mostly out West. Um, I'm the son of a Marine. So um, uh, in the Marines, you have West Coast Marines or East Coast Marines. And my dad was a West Coast Marine. So I grew up mostly in uh, Oregon and California and Arizona. So mostly out in, in the Southwest. Um, so, you know, the, the open, the, the beautiful openness and, and big sky country is something that, that makes me feel at home. Um, like, you know, like these areas are. Um, in that time, I spent a lot of my time on ranches and farms, so I feel comfortable in, in a similar type environment like it is here. And so, you know, it really felt good, uh, you know, coming out of Kansas City and, and as we drove across from Pennsylvania, our last duty station to here, it, it was nice to, to break out kind of into the open country and, and see some of that uh, after spending so much time out on the East Coast. So, you know, that's, that's, I think our first feeling was, was that, uh, and Deidre, my wife and I, we've tried to get out and explore some of the surrounding communities and we plan to do that much more, um, to see what really makes the uh, Flint Hills region, um, what it is. Everybody around the community, communities around here know that, uh, first infantry division is always at the forefront of, uh, the missions that, uh, our civilian leaders, you know, have for us and, and to, to meet our, our, our national security objectives. So that's not going to stop. And I have to be ready from day one to support uh, the, like I said, you know, before, uh, to support the soldiers and the families here to make sure that we are enabling readiness for these forces. So um, back to the previous que question about, you know, priorities, what it, what it, Colonel Schrader tell me were the most important things and, you know, what to, uh, how do we make sure that uh, we do that is, is exactly that. Spent a lot of time with him discussing those things. Spent a lot of time with Major General Kolaszewski, uh, commanding general here, to make sure I know what his priorities are. And at the same time, with Installation Management Command, our other higher headquarters, when it comes to the uh, facilities uh, here on the installation, to make sure I'm, I know those priorities. Um, and that was a great transition. I feel comfortable. The team here is, is fantastic at the garrison. Um, in all of our directorates that support all of those objectives, um, I, I, I couldn't be blessed uh, with a better team. Uh, and, and that's the strength here is this, you know, a lot of the strength here in the garrison are the uh, Department of the Army civilians who have been here for years working the mission that I just talked about. And it's a tremendous team that I know will help me 
in, in accomplishing those goals. Thank you, sir. Now we go to the Arson Public Affairs Officer, Colleen McGee. She's talking to Lieutenant General Raymond Mason, Director at Army Emergency Relief Headquarters. So if there was a no-kidding one-stop shop location that you could tell a soldier to go to first, where would it be? Yep, go to our website, uh, www.armyemergencyrelief.org. We're a dot, that's one of the things, too, that sometimes we're not a .com, we're not a .mil, we're a .org. And you go there, and right off the bat, you can click right on the COVID-19, and it walks you right through the process, how to do it online, uh, all that. So that would be the single source to go to you can get to our site from many different other places and there's links and there's you know through digital platforms other partners but the single best place to go straight to our website it's laid out very succinctly and straightforward there so when i meet with soldiers as i travel around the army i always ask them a question i say how many of you all donate to aer through the combined federal campaign i'll usually get 30 to 40 percent of the hands go up well it's a trick question We're not in the combined federal campaign, but they think we are. And so there's a communication challenge we've got. Uh, Not that the combined federal campaign isn't a great organization, but we want the AER campaign to be all about soldiers. And combined federal campaign does all kinds of other things. And they're not really all that concerned about information. They're concerned CFC mainly focuses on the donation itself. I'm less concerned about the donation. I'm more focused on making sure that soldiers understand who we are, how to get our assistance, and what do we do. We have over 30 categories of assistance. A lot of people go, no idea. Uh, No idea that you guys did all these things. Yeah, there's actually a great team at Fort Riley. I was there not too long ago. Uh, We're very blessed with the team that's there. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, uh, we, we get no taxpayer dollars, all, everything we provide is done through donations, through active duty, through retired, uh, also wealthy individuals, citizens and corporations also donate to AER. We do have, I do have one concern in the donation side, and it's not about the amount of money. It's the percent of the active duty that contributes. Now, this is a general comment, um, but it is Uh, Last year, it was less than 7% of all of active duty soldiers contributed to AER. Uh, That concerns me because it goes to our values and our ethos and our creed. You know, we say, leave no comrade behind. That's usually kind of interpreted to be the battlefield. But I would say, leave no comrade behind at home station as well. And so when you you know, donate to AER, you're making a statement, you're making a commitment, a dedication uh, to your army team. And also, as I said, to your squad and to your uh, brothers and sisters on your left and right. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Colleen. Thank you for listening to the Fort Riley podcast.